Welcome to Status Quo, literal dog shit. Uh, stream on Dakota Ball, and the Skywarn coordinator claims that it's Verizon's fault that he doesn't know how to turn the bitrate up in VOD. Yeah, anyways, this is the ERN podcast. <laughs> Welcome to episode five. Wow, five episodes in already. Feels weird. Wow. Yeah, so last, if you guys might have noticed, if you guys listened to last week's episode, it kind of sounded like ass. I had to pull the backup recording because of uh, Don. <laughs> Thank you, Don's Don. Wi-Fi, I swear to God. Yeah, no. I, okay, so insider. So Riverside gives me giving me WAV files for everyone once the call is done and it's all synced. But Don had like 12 files. <laughs> yeah, but they were all but they were not synced and they were not in the right spot. So I just pulled the backup recording. <laughs> Riverside. Um, good job. The, the other it's not Riverside's is, fault. It's his internet's fault. No, here's the thing. Don Don is the kind of person where if it wasn't working on one browser window, he would open up another and another and another, and then he'd he'd like join three times in a row and have three separate recordings that would record and then stop, and it would just screwed up his recordings basically entirely. Oh yeah, it was such no, a pain. Not as not as bad as when I screwed up my TFT a couple days ago. Yeah, I was talking to Gabe about John's recording, or not John's, uh, Don's recording, and uh, I was like, do I try to edit this, or do I just pull the back up? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you could guess what I did, but. So I don't know if you actually remember this. I don't know if you remember this from, I think, Thursday or Wednesday, but I actually broke my TFT. It So it started, it, it's, so the TFT started to randomly send a weekly test every two minutes. And I tried to reset it when I was home. I tried to unplug it, tried to reset it, and it wouldn't work. So from about 7 a.m. to like 3.30 p.m., it would send a weekly every two minutes. So I have a literal recording on my laptop of six hours of weeklies. Literally six hours of it just going off every two minutes. It's so funny. Do you know what, what caused that? I still have no clue what happened, but I did a big hard reset of it. Works just fine. I don't know what happened. Yeah, those TFTs are bulletproof. But the fact that TFT recovered from that is actually insane. And Marley told me yeah. it could have been the clock battery, it could have been like a relay or something, but I'm like, I, I don't I don't know. I I, I, I hold on the reset button for a while and it just stops doing it. The exit button for a nice. while. It mm-hmm. it works. It works. Yeah, I tell you, those TFTs are bulletproof. They'll have issues like that. You reset it, and then they're fine again. Yeah. So if you're looking for an, if you're looking for a first encoder, go TFT. They're bulletproof. Yes. Believe me, we've tried. <laughs> we've tried. Yeah. For reference, we know we did not shoot a TFT. Yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Honestly, knowing TFT, you could shoot it and it would be just fine. Pretty much. Something this like episode is sponsored by Time Frequency Technologies. <laughs> no, this episode is actually sponsored by WACN Technologies. It always is. It always but is. But is it really? Hey, we're partnered with WACN Technologies. As long as I'm here, it's sponsored. Hey, I can leave right now. 
<laughs> leaves right now. The first the first four minutes is sponsored by WACN Technologies. So I'm going to slide this uh, topic in because we kind of discussed this on the third episode about Wea being Wea. And I, I was checking through my iPods email, the, the email I get my iPods stuff through because uh, iPods sends me emails every once in a while because, you know, I know people. And apparently iPods has been recently, um, it has been recently doing a, conducting a test where it is currently seeking partners, uh, partners with alert originators and also other agencies to conduct a WIA performance test in the third quarter of 2022, which I'm pretty sure is a good thing considering it's a certain county in Colorado that sends like 25 fucking demos for a siren test, which why? It's kind of sounds like your TFT. <laughs> so they call it the uh, Public Safety and Homeland Security Bureau. The PSHSB is doing this test, I believe. So it says the third quarter of 2022, which I think is probably this summer, but we'll see what happens because the the deadline for the test actually was on May 22nd for the interest forms. So I, I, I'm not entirely sure who signed up, and I'm not sure exactly what they're testing with, like, in regards to if this is a live test or a Interesting. test. But, but, like... I guess it's, like, especially considering there's no national EAS test, I guess it helps. Yes. They also are doing the uh, iPods a user's conference on July 27th with live WIA tests for effective messaging from a social scientist who studies public relations to alerts. So good stuff, I guess, from iPods this year. It's also free. I might go. There's more things happening with iPods than DASDEC with the DASDEC 3. Yeah. Oh, man. It says, please share this. An oh, it says, actually, please share this announcement with agencies currently not using iPods. Ooh, I can go to this one. I can go to this one. Although it's <laughs> on fucking July 27th, so I'm going out of town that weekend, so. Yeah, yeah. no, speaking of uh, that relating to Daz, Daz still hasn't sent us or anyone any information on the Daz 3, so. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by the Integrated Public Alerting and Warning System. If it could be worse, it could be NPAWS. Sponsored by Canada. Canada, we think we do things just a little bit different. Including calling fucking Reese's Peanut Butter Buttercups Reese. Reese. Um, hold on one second. I'm going to mute. Um, it sounds like there's gunshots outside. Let me confirm that. Pleasant. Anyways, so I'm sure Lawson can can relate to that at some point. But yeah, so we attest convention stuff. Honestly, that's I think it's good. I wonder if that all just happens in the background, like, and it's not. Is it is it public or? It's it's that was sent to a private email list, so I don't think you got it. But I think it's gonna be uh, private testing through a, probably the probably the test server network because I don't. God knows if it's going over live. It's probably not. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, new update. Not gunshots. Fireworks. I think I think somebody got the wrong idea. And instead of going off on July 4th, they're going off on June 4th. Uh, June 4th. <laughs> I don't know. They both start Classic with Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, yeah, Classic there's Wisconsin. legitimately fireworks going off. I, I just hear some loud banging outside. I look like I'm, I'm looking around. Can't find anything. I look 
um, north and I just see fireworks and I'm like, just be huh. like Lawson. Just get used to it. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm sure Lawson knows what I'm talking about. I got to get in contact with somebody at FEMA to try and get an iPods lab tour. I got to do it at some point. It's like down, it's like in, across the bridge from me. It's like really not that far away. I'm the closest one to FEMA and iPods lab. So maybe we'll see that on the new episode of the podcast in a couple months. We'll, we'll, I'm going to try and get some stuff working. God knows if I can, but. Yeah, I think we'll that'd see. be interesting. It'd be a good topic. Definitely our listeners it would, would definitely be cool. Wanna, I would definitely do a recap. If I could go to the iPods lab, I would totally do a recap of how it works and what's in there. Because there's all sorts of cool stuff we'll in there, just, I bet. Oh, yeah. You might find a 911 plus. No, there no, could you actually won't. be one in Here, there. No, no. Um, the reason why is that it never sold. I actually confirmed this the other day. The 911 plus never sold. And it, in fact, it seems like it never actually made it through iPod certification before TFT shut down. So there might be one. There might be one, but. but There might be knows? one in the iPods lab, God knows where, but there could be one. Because it has to go through FEMA and iPods before it can be uh, 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 certified. Remember? Like, everything has to go through FEMA and iPods. Uh, judging how how I have looked through photos and I saw a bunch of TFT gear, even after TFT has gone defunct, there might be one. I don't know. So that far, honestly might be an interesting thing to look at if you do manage to get yeah. a tour. So far, it looks like there isn't, though. Which is hey, wouldn't unfortunate. Hurt, wouldn't hurt because ask, that though. is the coolest unit. Except for the price that they were gonna sell oh, it yeah. for. It was not cheap. What was it again? Uh, I think it was around twelve thousand, if not more. Jeez. Yeah. And you could just buy a Daz deck today for four grand. <laughs> I pause webinar how to how to minimize alluring delays. Last in Virginia State Police Amber Alerts. Fucking <laughs> take a year, I swear. <laughs> Last in New York City, it took them a whole day and a half to issue a SEM. Sounds about right. But yeah, so speaking of Dazdek and stuff, I uh, finished my move to Missoula from Great Falls. So now my ERN station now covers the Missoula area. So the Missoula RMT, be able to get that now. So yeah, that should be exciting. I was thinking about doing local alerts here in Great Falls because that's where I'm recording right now. But uh, I was going to I was suggested to use my TFT for it, but I don't have enough equipment for that. I was thinking about it, but. Unfortunate. Yeah, you should just do what I'm. That's what I was thinking about doing, but. I would need to go get another computer to run it and then pipe it to me. Or ERN. I'm sure you get what I mean. Yeah, so not much news going on right now. Uh, Daz hasn't released. They said uh, we covered it in, the, in one of our other episodes. Uh, Daz Deck 3 should have been released on the 1st. It is now the 4th. <laughs> and if my math classes serve me right, 4 is greater than 1. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going to on there. To be fair, 
Uh, to be fair, I don't know if their website has the new pictures of the Daz on. I'm looking at their website right now. It still has the old Daz decks on it, but well, that's the oh, thing yeah. is they said it was supposed to release on their website on the first. I don't see any news releases since April fifteenth. God help. Yeah. Me. New articles is that under there? But yeah, you might notice that Marley Marley was supposed to be in this episode today, but you know, tropical systems are a um, thing. So, gosh dang it, Daz's website has a link to their new uh, article, and it's fucking four hundred four. Oof. Yeah, most of their articles four hundred four. Yeah. But yeah, so next week, next week will definitely be a busy episode because Marley is expected to be able to join that one. And there's a lot going down in Florida, tropical systems. Uh, one that I can tease for next week is uh, an incident involving Quandale Dingle <laughs> and uh, Noah Weather Radio Stream. Oh, did you not see that yesterday in the chat? Oh, no. Some kid with a Baofeng and a Quandale Dingle. Why do people trust little kids with Baofengs? Just why the fuck? Well, like I was saying yesterday, and I don't remember what chat it was specifically, but I was like, you know, all legality aside, it's funny, but it's also illegal, so it's not really funny. We don't condone the use of transmitting over any official uh, frequencies. We don't condone it. We don't support it. If you do it, you're fucked. Just don't do yeah. it. Don't do it around us. Yeah, especially like like even Marley was telling me over uh, DMs, like especially in like the time where there's like a tropical system right there. That's like the the worst time. There to do it. is there are a lot of there are a couple of participants here that are licensed operators. So don't fuck with people here because and I can tell you right now, I am not one of those. I am one. I got to get I got to get a hand license at some point. At some point, I got to do it. But. So I was I was actually going to a couple years ago and then I just kind of got busy with work and then I just set it on the back burner and kind of forgot about it. I was going to do one, but then COVID happened. So, yeah, COVID, fucking COVID ruined a lot of stuff. So, yeah, next week on the ERN podcast, we will have uh, a live or not live, but like more first person, I guess, information on the stuff happening in Florida. Yeah, hopefully Marley will be back, but. So yeah, we'll have more information on what it was like there in Florida. Like even Marley said, uh, Marley was telling me that uh, part of her house flooded. Yeah. Yep. So I think I actually mentioned it here, uh, uh, but there are uh, four new offices that can issue tropical products this year. Uh, State College is one of them. Binghamton is one of them. Uh, I think Albany is getting more areas, and I think Binghamton or what's it called? Um Birmingham, Vermont. Yeah. We're all getting capabilities. And why didn't no one tell me my GR was off? It was shut off for the past I don't know how long. It is a Gorman. You do realize I you realize I do use a GR so fucking I almost never use a GR, so when I we first did the ERN podcast number three, I looked over here at this fucker. And it was frozen for a day and I didn't even notice. It was frozen for a day. It was stuck on That's the twenty surprising. it was stuck on like the twenty first or something. When it was twenty second, I'm like, was it your was happen? it your your end deck or was it your cap deck? The actual end deck froze. It actually froze. It was literally frozen. It was like a day behind. The clock wasn't mentioning. The clock wasn't actually yeah. moving either. So I'm like, 
So let like let, let me ref- let me basically repeat what we said in a different episode. Uh, don't buy a gourmet relic if you're gonna do what we do. <laughs> I just bought, I have the GR the G the guy that the guy I contact for the GR. He was like, send me your email so I can like track where all the GRs are. I'm like, why would anyone want to buy this now? I mean, it's gonna get replaced by a sage in a couple months. You just gotta suffer. The GRs are. The station I got this from had a G. Can I buy it? Huh? Why would you want to buy it? <laughs> I I got I got the GR from a station in Ohio. Uh oh, I pressed the button. It shouldn't move. <laughs> okay, it's good. Oops! <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> oops! It's kind of like your uh your your TFT with the weeklies. It's just oops. <laughs> This thing actually got this thing actually got the PEP weeklies and didn't even send them. Oh, speaking <laughs> of PEP week- weeklies, it just decided that I, it, it ain't gonna do that today. Do we know any more information on what was going on with that? Um, I think it ha- it happens every once in a while. Uh, FEMA tests the uh, PEP connections. It's just a weekly; it doesn't go anywhere if it's a PEP. Mm. In fact, my That's sage fair. wouldn't even take it, which is a red flag for me because the sage always takes stuff. And so what actually happened was PEP wasn't in any of my filters. So it just, just oh. ignored it. Yeah, I managed to... My DAS deck... Yeah, my DAS deck didn't relay it because of how I have my alert node set up. Not that I really cared about PEP weeklies anyways. I added the PEP weekly to my I added a PEP originator to my required RWT filter because that already has all of DC in it and because the freaking <laughs> alert is sent with all of DC it triggers my local weekly filter because Speaking of all of DC, know. Missoula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Missoula. Missoula will send with all of DC, so good luck. Yeah, Missoula's RMT has a uh, for some reason the DC code in it, so it triggers my WTOP filter, even though they fail more than you guys do. Not a surprise. That, that, that's fair. Yeah. They actually almost forgot EOM. So when they were doing flash flood warnings yesterday, a couple of days, I think on Friday or Thursday, Ooh. they almost forgot EOMs on their flash flood warnings. So they started going to traffic and they didn't send EOMs. Nice. Once again, why? Use NWR. It's there for a reason. They actually told me that they don't do it because it's too annoying and it's too like crappy. The audio is too shitty. It's not true. My audio sounds just so fine. I said mine. My yeah. my NW audio is just fine, albeit with Sanjin Station, but it sounds fine. It sounds just fine, and they yeah. make it sound like it's such a gruesome task to set up just one weather radio. And the Unless fact it's quo. that fu- fucking. I heart DC as a weather radio on W2736. It sounds really good, yet they don't send fucking weather radio stuff. They only send monthlies. And I know this because when the Virginia tornado drill happened, they sent that in WR monthly and nothing else. We'll get like tours and flash of warnings and stuff, and they don't send them. So like you have the weather radio connected. We know they have one. They don't use it. It just mm-hmm. sits there like for months it doesn't just sits there that's it yeah come on dc do better dc is gonna turn to you and go no 
Yeah, exactly. Thank God I know someone who works at a local primary that gets me on the SB E thirty seven SB three thirty seven uh uh stuff that they send all the DC EAS updates with. <laughs> nice. Yo, I need to I need to plink around my local town to see if I can find some. Uh oh, someone froze. Yeah, you're here. If if you are, if you are an LPFM, you can actually join your local society of broadcast engineers, which is the SBE. I was just SBE. I was just talking about that has thirty seven as DC, but I'm looking right now. Um, uh, there was there's a there's a Hong Kong SBE. That's nice. That's nice. Uh, there is a there is a mm-hmm. Milwaukee SBE chapter. Uh, it's SBE chapter twenty eight in Milwaukee. Hey, oh, it has EAS information on it. I should probably check him out. Go and see if I can like plink around, and say hi. Wisconsin's Amber Alert. No, it was just Wisconsin, Wisconsin's Amber, Amber Alert code. Literally, <laughs> Wisconsin's Amber Alert thing on this website mentions the fucking oh, TFT. Yeah. I shit you not. It says TFT on the site. Nice. Let's not talk about that. I'm sending a link to it. I'm sending nice. a link to it. Hold on. <laughs> That is that's awesome. <laughs> Look at that one. <laughs> it says TFT. Where'd you send it? <laughs> uh regular chat in the And is your stream down? Ah, I should look at that. Hold on. Um, I think I've seen this one before. <laughs> Uh, yes, has been for a while. I've been working on a patch for a backend thing where I kept running out of space on on Gabe's uh, server due to it logging every single alert that came in. Every, every single alert that came in and it logged the audio, and I ra- I wound up using like four plus gigs of space. Uh, it, it's going. We're we're working on it. it. Everything that we're working on for that backend stuff is oh, experimental. Cool. Where uh, we've actually uh, Gabe and I sat down and talked for a bit. We we're talking about using um, Docker containers to host everything, so you can run it on any computer that can run Docker. Um, we're also oh, that'd be cool. we're also talking about making it so it can run as a normal OS thing and splitting the end deck and the the back end in a way where you can run the end deck on one computer, a back end on another, connect multiple end decks to that one back end, cool. so you could have like one cheap computer running the back end and then several powerful servers running multiple end decks. So you could you could do basically load balancing using the end deck, which would okay. be cool. Okay, I I think I found the best thing ever. On SBE24's website in 2004, they did the uh, required like EAS code upgrade 
stuff, if you know what I mean. You remember that? Like the big overhaul of 2004? There's a website with all the main manufacturers and all the prices for upgrades. And I will go through them because it's actually very surprising. Uh, TFT sold theirs for $100 plus $10 shipping and handling, which is not bad. Uh, Sage, you can either do $150 ROM upgrade or use the uh, DOS program. GR is fucking... $215! Uh, Burke was free. I can't believe I'm saying that, but Burke's upgrade was free. And the MTS is on this. It was uh, $50, give or take. And the fucking Hollyann! Hollyann! $150 plus shipping and handling. So I don't, I don't know which one would you want. Or you guys could just get the WACN Technologies end deck and yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> which still says all of DC is just coded DC. Upgrade my FIPS codes. Update my FIPS codes, please. Thank you. My my index my, uh, my submit my a pull request my, to the repo. I, 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 I don't know where to find that, and I don't know how to fix it. So it's so, on GitHub, and it's actually quite easy. It's just a big ass list. I know, but I don't know how to get that into the index because I don't know if it's combined with something that I can't access. So basically, all you need to do is go to the repo, make a pull request, say, "Hey, update this to be that." I'll be like, "Okay." Um, I'll submit the thing, and then all you need to do is you need to update, um, uh, well, I need to update some of the packages in the endec, push it, and it will just change it to, to the endec, yeah. Because bear in mind, oh, the endec uses, um, uses, um, ES, um, ES to text for that, so yep. you, you just need to go to GitHub and make a pull request for that, so yeah. Uh, That's how. I don't, uh, I'll figure it out. I don't use GitHub ever, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> we'll figure it out after. Uh, have you seen Wisconsin's EAS plan website? It's so in-depth. There are, like, ten well, appendixes. Ten At least there is... <laughs> yeah, I, I wish Arkansas There's the main one section, the monitoring than... assignments, the NWR coverage and stations... The master EAS events code, the authorized EAS activation sources, the Wisconsin local areas, the state emergency <laughs> communications committee, uh, EAS plan approvers, approvals, monitoring assignment waivers, FCC map books, uh, alerting activation summaries, mm -hmm. and I think there's an Amber alert I guess here somewhere. I forgot where. If it was. you have documentation, is, like, I guess it's really easy. Why to know is what Wisconsin you're doing. so good? Meanwhile, New York City over here, like we activate tap whenever the fuck we feel like it. That's New Hampshire. <laughs> New Hampshire's sole purpose in this world is demo. Yeah. Virginia's EAS plan has now been updated for 2022, which it should. if it makes you feel better, Montana's hasn't been updated since 2016. If it makes you feel better, New York's like 10 years old, I think. Fair. If New York can do it, anyone can. And then you'll get a the New Hampshire State Police has active. 
I don't know Hampshire State Police has activated the emergency alert system in order to conduct an I don't even know why we do this every day test. <laughs> I have, and I, I don't even send New Hampshire anymore. They don't deserve such luxury. My ex-boyfriend was, so my, my ex-boyfriend was, well, is friends with the chief of the uh, the state police, meaning he knows who sends that demo every day. And I personally told him to tell them that I hate their guts. I do. Yeah, no, I have on my station, I block all demos, no matter if it's from ERN, local, NWR. Why do you block local demos? The only reason I do is because I don't, I mean, I have it set up so that I could forward it if I want, but it has to be manual. Mm, okay. So in the rare case that I do want to forward a demo. I usually have Marley send locally coded demos with uh, my FIPS codes. Like if I'm not home and I need her to test, like if my station is actually working. Well, I guess the only reason that I guess it doesn't make sense for me to do that is because I have a DAS. So it has a web, it has a website for it. So I guess I, I, if I need someone to send me a demo, I'll just have them send a demo. And then I just look at the logs for the DAS and it should just be in my alerts. Which I can I can remote access my my DAS deck from anywhere. Then we got the sage where, uh, it you have to go into the the alert log for it, and then I have to buy another serial cable because in order yeah I have to buy another serial cable because um in order for the index remote to work I have to buy another serial cable and then plug them in the, the station PC. Mm-hmm. Serial cables. I've had mine for a while. They work still somehow. As long as Can you, you send me an Amazon link? I don't know how they still work. Just look up serial to USB. Uh, the ones I get are shit, so they're not going to last. The ones I get are shit and not going to last more than a month. I don't know how this one's lasted for, but... Cameron, can you like send me the serial cables that you use for the DAOs? Yeah, I can. I'll send it to you after this episode. Okay. Yeah. This episode is already uh, many minutes long. It is currently 30 minutes long. So if you're listening still, hello. Hope that I won't fall asleep. Yeah, honestly, oh, the, I'm, we might make this episode before. a little bit shorter than we usually do. Like, you, you know, usually our episodes are like an hour and a half, but. I don't know if it's a good thing or not, but... Hey, John, I just found a Burke version 1.01 user manual on their website. I don't know if that's a using good thing or not, but I am helping. I am somehow helping. I also found helping. what version 1.15 uh, actually did. I'm, hooray, logic! We love logic. In the ERA, we yeah. are very logical. Yeah, for real. What? But, uh... Hooray! Good job. Oh, oh, that's right. That oof. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, I don't know. The pin counts at ten, by the way, and I don't feel bad. Yep. But yeah, hopefully next week we'll have more info on Daz. I might. I'm gonna reach out to them after we're done recording this, and then hopefully we'll have more info. So I guess the suspense is getting real on it. Honestly. <laughs> Find out next week in the year end podcast if uh, Cameron 
they completely skipped DAS 3. They decided to not release it, and they're going straight to DAS 4. <laughs> they, they they pulled an Apple regarding the iPhone 9. Uh-huh. The iPhone 9 did exist. It was made for your mom. I'm kidding. Oh, jeez. I don't know. That You're was so bad. Yeah. But his point is, imagine. Don't worry. We're, we're, we're all disappointments here. Yeah. We're all disappointments in our own way. <laughs> microphone go bork. Remember, yeah. kids, if you have more than one microphone, learn how to use them. <laughs> yeah. No, if you, I guess there's not much else to talk about, but uh, let's see. Do you guys have anything else you guys really want to talk about, or should I tear pop? Should I should I should I open up? Should I open? Should I open up my gr? I've never opened it up. I should no. open it up. Sure, oh, I've I never seen inside one. I should open up the. I should. Why don't I? Why don't I? Why don't I open up the phone? Why don't I open up? Why don't I open up the fucking cap deck? It's not like there's anything useful in it. It's fucking two gigabytes of RAM. Yeah. And a furry on top of it because my this this little this big boy is on here. He protect the burr. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it might be it might be time to wrap up already. I mean, short episode, but we'll have a we'll have a pretty packed episode next week. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like there's not much we can talk about if there's not much going on. We're just waiting on Daz to get their shit together. Oh, wait, hold on. They did release version uh, firmware version four point four. We almost forgot that. Oh yeah, yeah, we did. Ayo, ayo, ayo. Yeah. How much you want to? How much you want? How much you want to bet? It's just bug fixes and performance upgrades. Um, <laughs> we uh, I actually looked into it. They added a new event code thing, but it doesn't seem like any of those event codes are actually used. So yeah. yeah, I I don't like know there was why like, they what, did what, diagnostic heartbeat. It says our new our new version four point four software continues to strengthen EAS slash cap security and compliance management. This upgrade <laughs> is way beyond a few code tweaks or simple changes. It comprises a substantial series of security minded features along with several new functions and improvements, all in response to a wide range of customer requests and in line with the latest FCC compliance requirements. Adding new CAP tools like the new WIA 2.0 format and the ability to cancel an active CAP alert, coupled with powerful and unique features like triggered CAP polling, version 4.1 users can leverage the benefits of cat message over simple eas text thereby presenting critical information in far more detail blah, wasn't blah, blah, triggered blah, blah, blah. cat polling oh, already wait, a uh, thing i don't even no, know what they said because they have a thing that says you can read more about the 4.4 upgrade and it literally says version 4.0 brochure what? Yeah, which is weird because they haven't updated it that says, in a while. It says find more on the 4.4 upgrade by reading the data sheet, and it says 4.0 brochure. But at least you can upgrade to 4.4 with a password. I don't care. Piss off. Oh dear God. Yeah, I guess it was a it was a pretty minor upgrade. I'm uh, just kind of, I'm just kind of waiting for uh for five. Yeah. 
The 4.4 brochure doesn't even load. What the hell, Daz? Learn to work. I'm guessing that um, version 5 is going to take a bit because it, uh, they did say that the Daz 3 was finalized hardware, but um, version 5 was very, very much beta. So mm -hmm. I'm guessing that's going to take a while software. to release. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure oh, that... That reminds me. They may have upgraded 4.4 to at least have the Daz 5, or fucking hell, the Daz 3. <laughs> Let's not jump the gun there, bud. Um, I'm guessing they did 4.4 to have Daz 3 at oh, least yeah, have a newer me. update whenever it releases. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Who, hell, we might see a version, we might see version 5. Who here is, uh... Hmm? Who here is going to watch the WWDC on Monday? Uh, what's that? The Apple 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 event on Monday where they announced the new softwares. Eh. Who's watching that? I know I am. I know Cameron Mike cuz he has an Apple. Cameron has an Apple watch. I bet he's watching that. Cam has an Apple everything, so I have I have one I literally and I'm not kidding you. I have one Apple at least one from each product division of Apple. You're going to love WWDC then because they're going to kill your phone with many software upgrades. Which this 10R can't handle because it's three years old and I don't even know if it can. I, I, still, so bad. I still don't like iPhone because, to, to put it simply, it feels like I'm buying a phone that I don't own, you know? That's true. Mm -hmm. um, then again, Google. But then again, Google's existence on iPhones is... Here, here's the here's the thing with with my with my Pixel. Yes, I know Google tracked my data, but I can turn that off. I can mm -hmm. side I can sideload entirely different operating systems. I could sideload apps that aren't on the App Store. Um, with with Mac, you need it to be on the App Store, and if Apple decides that they don't like you enough, have fun doing that. I can't develop apps for for iPhone. Mm -hmm. It doesn't actually, for the Mac, it doesn't have to be an App Store app as long as you allow it through the M1 or whatever the device operating system settings menu is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it hates it. Sometimes it's like, this is not a develop. This is not an identified developer, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm just going to control click you and open it manually because... Yeah, from, from uh, what I've seen about the iPhones... You the only real way you can... Jailbreak. Sorry. Jailbreak. Yeah, you can jailbreak, jailbreak but um, if you jailbreak, down. your warranty is oofed. Um, this thing has no warranty. It's three years old and it doesn't, and I took it in for repair and they're like, fuck you. Not really, but it's true. I can literally go into my phone settings and it literally fucking says, where is it? I'm trying to find it. Uh, where is it? Coverage expired. There is literally no limited warranty, no actual warranty on this phone. In fact, well, I guess that would make sense. So it is three years. It's probably cheaper to buy a new phone than to get a new phone to repair this one. It's sad but true. That's just a. To be fair, that that's all technology though nowadays. Like no, actually, believe it or not, like to, to, 
to to be fair to be fair i perfectly understand why people want to stick with their technology when it works like my parents were so opposed to upgrading their phones because they had the home button and now they don't and they're like why would i upgrade something that already works just fine and we have that problem sometimes in my house and wherever i see people all the time they're like i want to get this new stuff there's like two there's like two types of people i want all the latest stuff and or the people that are like it works I don't need to upgrade it. I'm staying with this device. And so which one would you be? Mm-hmm. Whenever, whenever the iPhone really prices, good. whenever iPhone decides to make developers better than second class people and decide to make their phones cheaper than an arm, a leg, your first child and your liver, um, I'll look at it. But until then, like for, yeah. for example, like what one person who was, helping me develop a thing they're like yeah i tried to make an app for iphone and it would let me load load it without jailbreaking the issue is that it, like there there's side loading apps for development it only allows that app to be on there for like one day and then it just permanently deletes it like completely gone like if you had any any prototype data on there nope not anymore Ooh. yeah so it's like any kind of logs they're gone any kind of app data no that's gone and it's like why would you do that to a developer like here's the thing what's let's say i want to i'm making an app for for an iphone i need to prototype it end right deck on iphone yeah let, let's say let's say in theory i wanted to make the end deck on an iphone um i need to prototype it i need to make sure that it runs how the hell am i supposed to make sure that it runs for an extended period of time if the app deletes itself by one day like how it's like a slap in the face to every single developer for for that that's that's like imagine you building an app for for a, a mass market on windows but every 30 seconds um if as long as that app is loaded, the computer goes into sleep mode, no matter what, and will permanently destroy your log files whenever it does it. Like, or let's say you're you're building you're building. <laughs> yeah, it's just dumb. It's like, hi, we understand you're developing something for it, but we're gonna make it physically harder for you to do that. Like, I cannot. That that's why I'm not building any apps for iPhone. Because for example. Some apps that I do, like for example, cap interface, I don't know if it'll work because there's no way that I can test it if there's no messages over a cap. I've got to wait for a cap message. And if that takes longer than one day, what am I going to do? Because it's just going to wipe itself, you know? Yeah. It's so dumb. Plot twist. The, the hardware index is just going to be two iPads. <laughs> Apple Apple literally takes stuff so seriously and it's I agree Apple does stuff that are kind of So I'm right. actually looking at ways to run the hardware end deck. Um so far the idea is I am going to prototype a case for my rack by 3D ugh, by 3D printing it. I've even got uh I went on Thingiverse and found a 3D printable case. I'm going to modify it for my needs. The idea that I'm having for one is to have the the back end doesn't need to run powerful because it's not doing a lot. It's just streaming audio because the index themselves that connect to the back end are the actual power hungry annoyances because they've got to process as many as many monitors and they've got to also have the stream in and stream out. So 
those are the actual power hungry ones. The backend shouldn't be that power hungry because it only has to deal with one interface per index, right? So the backend so far is going to be running on my uh, Raspberry Pi 3B that I have um, lying around because I don't have a 4. And I'm going to put it in that case and see what I can do. I'm also going to be, I want to try to make it a 1U rack and have a, a smaller, like, I'm somewhere around here I have a, um, a 4x16 LCD, but if that doesn't fit, I'm going to um, drop down to 2x16, um, which is the one that the DAS uses right now. Uh, the not mm -hmm. DAS three, DAS three uses four by sixteen, but um, so we're we're gonna experiment with that, and hopefully I can get at least a prototype case working. Um, the back end isn't going to work yet because I don't I want to put a computer in it, which means that um, hopefully around my next paycheck, I should be able to get a like a small ITX board that I could um, prototype index off of because. Um, I, I want to prototype the end in two different ways. I want to have it able to run on one computer through Docker, contain, Docker containers, right? And I want to prototype it where I'm running it on two separate computers. So, like, um, the back end runs on a Raspberry Pi while the, front, while the gonna... end deck runs on, on, on a desktop PC. So... Yeah, that's interesting though to like make some me who still hasn't me who still hasn't been freaking me here laughing because i had i was supposed to be paying on the first and i still haven't got my paycheck because oh i don't know so here here's one thing um lawson will know what this is i've been looking at latte pandas for the actual endec interface and it should support um over a usb3 interface at least four sdrs and oh the, nice. the reason why Latte Pandas is, believe it or not, they're actually way easier to get than um, than a uh, normal Pi Four right now. And actually, they they're way more powerful. They're they're more expensive because like a Pi Four right now is actually like hundred and fifty dollars. Believe it or not, it's mm -hmm. it's, it's like actually quite expensive. But the Latte Panda is like two hundred fifty, so it's about a hundred dollars more. But it's like four times the speed. It can run any 64-bit operating system, so I can just slap a normal instance of Ubuntu on there. Um, hell, they're they're designed to run Windows, so mm -hmm. it legitimately has like a. I think it's like a Celeron. It's actually pretty cool, but um, yeah. yeah. So that's plenty of of processing power for the NDEC. and then the back end is going to run on something smaller because. Um, the, the way that I want to do it is I'm going to have, um, I, I want to do it in a way where it's like the actual hardware units that you can buy is going, going to run in a modular aspect. So you have one backend box, right? The backend box mm -hmm. will include um, one NDEC inside, so one Latte Panda inside and one backend interface. And you can do this. You can either keep buying those boxes so you can have multiple backends, so you can have one NDEC per backend, or you can buy an interface box that has like two Latte Pandas in there, but no backend, and they connect to the to the primary box. How would they connect, though? How are you planning on having it connect? Like physical connection or network? It's network. Um, the entire backend system is going to be running through sockets um, because that allows me... Yeah. No, it's actually way better than you think. Um, 
the reason why is we're, we're talking about Unix sockets, not TCP. So they're, they're different. Why do you think none of this stuff? Why do you think none of this stuff here runs on the internet? Well, that, that's the thing. That's the thing. Whenever I'm talking about internet, I don't mean actually th that. I mean, like, you could have it hooked up to a network switch, and they're not actually connecting to the internet except for cap stuff. They're just talking to each other via the switch. So. Um, a local connection. Yeah, it's all local. But um, that, that's why you can. I prefer, I, I prefer not to work. I, I prefer not to work on local networks just to uh, less cause problems because none of this stuff here none of my eas equipment connects to networks in any way shape or form because i would prefer a unit that can work without any network or ethernet or whatever disruptions because in that case it wouldn't have to rely on that it would instead run over some in case well, of, you know, internet well thing. that's the thing these will not rely on internet. The only thing they will use internet for is cap. Whenever I'm talking local just, connections, I don't required by F. Yeah, you, you, know. you, you just said it could. You should just. You just said it would connect the four SDRs. So how would you get local sources through this thing or that thing? Well, without it, using internet or local hosts. Well, here's the thing: SDRs are USB devices. They're USB radios. Um. Mm -hmm. So like the the SDRs will be local on the thing um so basically your you your base model you don't need to connect it to the internet unless you're using cap it will have four sdrs so how internally how you control the sdrs through how would you control the sdrs through the usb though um well they're going to be connected to an app that controls them through like a front panel that's why it's going to have an lcd how would, how would you how would you connect to the front panel if there's no internet for your app the, or whatever. the front panel of the actual unit will be on the actual unit that will be in the rack. <laughs> same, same exact right, way. Right. I, I, I'm just checking for redundancies. I'm checking for redundancies here just because, you know, there always needs to be a redundancy. Here, here, here's the way that it's going to work. You, you have two different ways of controlling this unit. You can do it front panel, which is kind of like the easy plus. You don't need to connect the, the, the Easy Plus to the Easy Plus app. It gives you more functionality, but you don't need to. You can control it almost completely through the front panel. Same exact thing with my with my end deck. You can configure the radios. You can um, you can tell it like to to send an alert. It's going to be limited on what alerts it can send via front panel because you want. Uh, I would like it to be mostly used through the web interface, which the web interface will be local only. Um, unless you port forward it, which the web interface is, it's an entirely different thing. The web interface won't actually be, it will be included, but it's going to communicate through an API system. And the reason why is mm -hmm. that allows us to open source the API system and allows anybody to build any kind of interface with it. So here's, here's the reason why we, we, we want to do that. If you want to build a hardware interface, let's say, let's say you have a switch like a, a, a network switch that isn't hooked up to the internet, it's just plugged into the box, right? You could either plug it into a computer and use the built-in interface to communicate with it, right? Or you could build your own hardware-like interface thing so you can like click a button and send a weekly. 
and you can have that be mm -hmm. a separate box that you built, you control through through the API system. So it's going to be user configurable that way. Um, That'll be nice. nice. And, and here, here's the other thing. The, the reason we want to use, um, use sockets for this is it allows you to use the internet if that is an option. You don't have to. Um, Mm -hmm. same, same like same exact idea with um, the DAS deck. You don't need to hook it up to the internet. You can use it only over Daisy Chain. Although you'd be stupid to do that. Um, say, same with yeah. the Sage Digital. You can have it run without without cap. Once again, it'd be stupid, but you can. I don't even think it's. I don't even think it's legal. Uh. In some places, it is. You could do that in Arkansas all, and get away with all, it. Because all, because all, because all, because because all FCC because FCC requirements require all units to be able to pull iPods cap. That's just how it works. Because how would you pull it in an emergency? How would you pull it if you know NPT was and the if an NPT was sent over iPods, you were supposed to get it from iPods. But yeah. Basically, my end deck will be set up in a way where it, it, it can utilize the internet if, if you do. And here's the reason why I want to do that master and slave box. Because let's say, let's say you're a radio station and you have multiple transmitters. Let's say you have four transmitters, right? You can buy individual like half U boxes that will just sit in the rack, kind of like these uh, radio receivers right here in my rack. Uh, you see how they only cover like half? Um, the area. Mm. So I have two right here, side by side. And that, oh, hold on. Well, I can still hear you anyway. Using that kind of interface allows me to do one thing. It allows me to have changeable parts. So let's say I have a one new interface with two boxes right here. This is the back end, and this is the actual end deck, right? Mm -hmm. Using that interface, Let's say your backend breaks. You don't need to send in the entire thing. You just need to swap out the backend module. Um, and th they will communicate in this rack via some kind of serial standard. It just makes it easier. Either serial or, or like a internal ethernet cable or something like that. Um, so they, they can talk back and forth without any use of the internet. However, if you do want to use the internet, you can connect the backend module, not the index, there's a reason why um, the backend module to the internet, and it will allow the backend to pull cap and send it to the to the end deck interfaces, right? And you, it will be configurable, so you can say if you have more more than one end deck hooked up to the backend, let's say this end deck is serving this area, this end deck is serving this area, this end deck is serving this area. Let's say this area gets cap. I don't want to send cap to all of them. I can tell it just send to this one. That's why it'll be configured by the backend. Mm -hmm. But that also and allows you, since you're communicating via the internet, it allows you to do this. Let's say, like I said, you have three transmitters, one serving this area, this area, and this area, and you have the backend at this one. You can still set it up in a way where if you're utilizing the internet, um, and let's say theoretically in this situation we have a strong internet connection that it's like a local network between these three transmitters and it never goes down that's unrealistic but let's say that happens you could have like since since they're one one half u you could have just a one half u box sitting at each of those transmitters with an end deck in there communicating to that base backend station down here so what what i can do is i can say 
hey, each of these index have four radios in it. Receive NWR, FM, and AM here, NWR, FM, and AM here, NWR, FM, and AM here, and I can just communicate all of those through, through them. If I want to send a weekly on all of my transmitters all at once, I could say through the back end, hey, send this announcement message to all index at the, at the same time, and they'll all go off at once. Um, here's the other thing in doing that. Um, the, the other thing is cool, cool that it's using the internet. You can actually um, use pings to tell exactly how much delay there is between each index. So if I'm sending a, a weekly all at once through all transmitters, I can do a ping message to all index to find the approximate delay and say, hey, before you send this message, add this much delay. So they all go off at the exact same time. Anna's being very, Anna is being, Anna is being excessively geeky here. My brain hurts. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's just slowly change the topic at ERN here. We are, we use, we are very, we have a lot of redundancies in our, in our software and program. Well, that's what you except need in emergency equipment never, for sure. Ex except for the, except for the ERN weeklies, which never seem to happen. Third week in a row, third week in a row. Also, also, it's 1.15, not 1, and it scared the crap out of me when it went off. It's 1.15, it always was 1.15, and someone made it 1. Somebody made it 1, and then somebody sent it twice. Um, Bruh. I know why it's getting sent twice. The reason why is, um, funnily enough, DASDEC. It's the DASDEC's issue. Because what's happening is it's being, <laughs> it's being sent through the system since... Um, since our our fifth generation is done entirely in the back end and it's all automated, what happened that that that's how we can add on a new participant and the next time we send a monthly or a weekly, their their um, their area is already included. But if you think about it, we have a unique issue, and actually it's going to get worse now because we have now two sets of participants that serve the same local area. We have John and Tuesday Aura. And now we have, uh, and we had um, Iowan and Fricks. And the reason why is the back end isn't smart enough to omit uh, duplicate FIPS codes. His should be 051600 for Fairfax City. Or mine should be 051059 for Fairfax County. We also, it's been in my phone as 115 for a month. And now it's at 1 and it pisses me off. All, now I have hey, to go through and change the John, calendar. I'll, I'll, I'll poke at it. I'll Gosh fix it. Gosh darn it. Gosh darn it. I'll poke at it. I'll fix it. Just remind me to set it to 115. Um, I don't know why it hasn't been working either. No one knows because the service wor is working perfectly fine and it seems to just work, but it also seems to not. So I don't know what's going on anymore. Redundancy. Um, I will send my own weeklies when the monthly fails. In fact, I've done it before. So I, I will. I will poke at it. I just. But knowing what's going on, it's probably like Liam. Liam noticed a freaking backend service he hadn't seen before and just shut it down. <laughs> Liam being Liam. It happens all the time. So the reason why every single time we send the ERN monthly and it goes over twice is because what happens is that since the backend doesn't filter out those duplication codes, the, those duplicate codes, it gets sent over with the duplicate codes, it hits the DASDEX, which filters them out. So now we essentially have an alert with duplicate codes, an alert without duplicate codes, 
and whenever that hits the when second the, the second sets of index, they think it's a new alert and they send it anyway. So that feeling when all of Connecticut, all of Connecticut, and all of Connecticut is just all of Connecticut. Fun fact: um, I think it's, it's actually really funny, but because my because my because my Sage has a semi delay with the ERN monthlies, what actually happens is it will send the first one, but then the second one actually gets yeeted because the first one isn't done sending. It's really funny when it happens because like it's because they're long enough, so it just is like because my WTOP filter has eight seconds of attention. And because the del- because it takes a while to process one alert, by the time a second one gets there, it's not done with the first one, so it just kind of just log only. I'm fine with that. It's not it's not illegal, but I already sent it once. I don't need to send the same one twice. Yeah, I I'm for now. I'm gonna see <laughs> if now. whenever whenever I have the system generate them from now on, if it notices a duplicate, it will just like because this this problem is relatively simple to fix because. All you need to do is say, hey, we're going through FIPS codes, right? To, to add each new FIPS code on. Hey, does this FIPS code already exist? Okay. <laughs> Just get rid of it. <laughs> we already have it. Um, in fact, that's why that's why if you if you send an alert with multiple of the same FIPS code using the software endec, the FIPS code, um, the the EAS to text generation also does that because it was actually easier for me to work with, with the backend string. But the FIPS generation doesn't. So if you send an alert with all of Connecticut, all of Connecticut, all of Connecticut, the alert text will just say all of Connecticut, but it, the actual FIPS code will have three of all of Connecticut in there. It is, I, I don't know. I don't know anymore. That's why whenever my, my station sent the same alert twice and I was like, wait, what's going on? The text works exactly the same because it got rid of those duplicate event codes in the text. The only difference is the, is the FIPS codes. So, yeah, that's a backend thing we need to fix. Same with it just not going off, but yeah. When the TFT refuses to take that weekly assignment, <laughs> too bad. Do you know why? Or is it just doing a TFT? TFT. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, re- I'm, I'm restarting a TFT. If it's something weeklies again, I'm unplugging it. <laughs> it shouldn't, but... You know. Me breaking things is the best... Me breaking things is the best thing ever, because people make them better, because I break See, them. I need, I need to... Um, I, I need to do a fix, U... Fix, fix the cat deck audio exporter. I will... We were already working... Gabe was working on that, and... Um... <laughs> Something was going on. I don't know. It has it. Has it proven more difficult than first expected? Has it proven more difficult? Well, than Gabe, Gabe was working on a compiling thing, and it seemed to work. But I don't know what he was doing, and I don't know how to get what he was doing. So it's in like the entire backend generations thing. Um, nice. I don't know. That that that's a Gabe thing. Let me just make sure. Let me just make sure it's working real quick by just SSHing in. Here's the one good thing with with the idea with the software endec, you should be able to run it on on your the, the next version of the software endec with all this backend stuff. You should be able to run it on any computer that runs Docker, which means that you don't have to work about worry about those versioning issues that like you have, John. 
um, because, well, you're running, basically, uh, do you know what Docker is? John? No. Uh, Docker is actually pretty cool. I don't. It's basically, think think of it like, hey, I, I want to run this service. Let, let, let's say I want to run a web page, but um, I'm already doing something on my current computer and I cannot destroy that interface, right? Um, what I can do is I can spin up a Docker container. <laughs> what just happened? My TFT and my Sage had the weekly at the exact same time. Like exactly the same time it's sent. But I like testing things. Basically, um, whenever it comes to Docker, it allows you to basically create a, a virtual Linux environment. So I could have like an isolated Linux environment that it has specifically this kernel version and specifically these modules. And it can be like dumbed down to only run what you need it to. I already to. have. I already have. Yeah, but the, the thing about... I already have virtual Linux. Well, here, here's the thing about Docker. Docker can have exactly what we tell it to at compiled runtime and nothing else. So let, let's say we want this specific version of Apache for a web server. We can have it run this specific version of Apache and you don't have to de deal with dependency hell because it deals with it for you. Oh, I was about to say, if you get compatibility errors, yeah. good luck. Good yeah, luck. It, it, you don't, because what happens is it's just a configure, uh, configuration file that we give you that it basically tells the Docker container, the thing that actually holds this basically virtualized Linux environment, exactly what to do. Um, we use it for work, um, for my job, and that's why I can run one command and go from not having any of our virtual environment set up for work and within like 30 minutes, I will have the full and virtual environment set up, everything running, our entire front end and back end server up, and I only had to run one command. But Docker is cool. Yeah. So we are thinking about using Docker because we, we won't have to deal with the dependency hell that you're having because we can just specify exactly what kernel to use. <laughs> Gets rid of the dependency hell because you don't have that dependency. Gotta love dependencies. This video, this 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 episode of the Yarn Podcast is not sponsored by DigitalOcean, which is what runs WJONIP. I'm sorry, it runs the Windows Game 24 7 stream, stream. Which technically I like to call I like to call it WJONIP HD2. Just 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 because. It's it's like my station, except we don't give a fuck what goes over it. Because the Sage this the sage actually has more sophisticated filters now compared to the weather scan stream because I, I don't care what goes over the weather scan stream it takes fucking everything yeah except for marley's marine warning problems anyway uh hey cam what's your thoughts it's on yes <laughs> i like the idea of running docker i haven't really experimented with it too much but i think it's easier just in the long run to be able to mm -hmm. make changes okay is that what you're looking for i mean uh the, the cool thing about docker uh... is it'll allow us to just push an update by just pushing a new container so it's like hey mm -hmm. let's say let's say you're um let's say we've changed an entire logging backend system and now uses 
these three things. We don't need to recompile anything for you. We just send you a new container and it's just like, okay, it does it for you. <laughs> yeah. It takes out a lot of the... Uh, the hassle, yeah. The hassle. Which I guess is what you need for stuff like this. And the other cool part about the Docker containers is um, we can lock them down in a way where it's like, hey, here, here's an IPOS thing you cannot touch. We, we literally cannot show you because it's part of our, uh, our, I think it's an NDA with IPOS or whatever, our contract with IPOS. Is. We, you, you cannot yeah. see this. Um, and, but we have to have this for, for IPOS to work. What we can do is we can just lock down that part of Docker so you can't see it. Mm -hmm. So it's still there. It still works perfectly fine. And you can you blink around with anything else that we allow you to look, to look at. But that part is locked down so we don't have iPods crawling up our ass going, what did you just do? <laughs> I don't need that iPods. How do you think I got on that mailing list? <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to be on there. It's supposed to, it's 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 supposed to be for emergency management actually, but I have a I have a field I'm playing. I have a one of my career paths is actually in emergency management, so I'm, I'm I think I I'm should go talk to the EOCs around here. You know who I should go talk to? I need to go talk to ASC because their headquarters <laughs> oh, ASC and um a, uh what what's the other one? Um, you have a, the ASC and then you have the other one. Um, don't know. Is it ATA? No, no, it's ASC. Wisconsin is... Public Safety or something? No, 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 it's Siren Manufacturer. Ooh, that should be fun. Yeah, uh, ASC is a Siren Manufacturer. There's one other one. Um, so I forget who who they are. Um, but. Basically, I should go and talk to them. And be like, "Yo, guys, how's it going? Can I get a sign?" <laughs> I could actually go and you never know. You never know until you ask. I mean, hey, I think it's ASC's um, ASC's workshop. Like literally, right in front of their their workshop area, they have a siren graveyard. So you're still like, maybe nice. Who knows? <laughs> Anyways, I I I think. I think it is wrap up time. It's an hour and ten minutes in, and I need to. Have, and I have work tomorrow. Yeah, I think this was. So, I love how about thirty minutes ago I was saying that we should have wrapped up because there was not much to talk about. <laughs> I think. I think this. Yeah, that's the ERN podcast for you. I think this episode should be named like WACNN deck. <laughs> Whacking just random stuff. Whacking and deck. Just random <laughs> Whackin'. stuff. John and yeah, Anna so, trading blows. Maybe. <laughs> Up. But yeah, so the yeah, if you want more information on on uh, ERN, you could check out guest-eas.network. If you're looking for more information on Guest itself, you can go to globaleas.org. If you want more information on WACN Technologies, you can go to what is it again? ACRN. ACRN.guest-eas.network. Yeah, that is ACRN dot quest dash eis dot network but yeah so next week we're hoping for a little bit more of a just reminder you that you're not going to find anything there that is interesting it hasn't been updated in literal months because i have better things to do with my life if you uh if you would like to find out more information about our participants annoy us on discord we'll annoy you back
Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. It depends yeah. on if you're at work. Or just give you the meal. I have. I have. Some, I have something. I have something fun. I have something fun to share after this ends. By the way. Okay. But yeah, so next week we're hoping for more of a little bit more of a packed episode. But yeah, so yeah, if you're like, if you're like in, yeah, hopefully Daz will do something. But yeah, if you're enjoying the podcast, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Hooray!